Hey gang, Melissa Hanalt here with the Burnout to All Out podcast. I'm a mom of three corporate burnout that built a secondary six-figure income around my nine-to-five with little kids. This set me free and allowed me to fire my boss and pursue my wildest dreams. It took grit, persistence, and belief. But now, operating multiple six-figure businesses as an online entrepreneur and business coach, I have become a serial entrepreneur with a passion to inspire more burnouts to take the leap and go all out and live out their dreams. Each week, I'll bring you inspiring all-out guests, lifestyle business tips, and tools to empower you to take the leap from burnout employee to all-out entrepreneur, making your passion your paycheck. If this mom of three corporate burnout can go all out, so can you. All right, burnout to all out listeners. You guys are going to love this episode today. I had so much fun interviewing Morgan Klein. She is the co-founder and CEO of Burn Bootcamp. We went through uh, just her, her growth from corporate burnout to opening up a gym in a parking lot with her soon-to-be husband to growing and scaling that to five gems locally to now a franchise business, Burn Boot Camp, of over 250 gyms nationally. We talk all things about motherhood, juggling. She's been giving birth for the past five years in the midst of this massive expansion. We talk about what it takes to have that time management and take care of yourself so that you can show up the best version of yourself for your kids, for your job. She talks about stepping through fear with faith to take that leap to become the entrepreneur. I'm telling you guys, this is a great, great interview, especially for the mamas who maybe are in a nine to five with a big dream to do your own thing. She's going to blow you away. I hope you guys enjoy hearing from her and what her and her husband, Devin, have been able to build. All right, we're live. Guys, I am so excited for this guest. Morgan Klein here on the podcast today with Burnout to All Out, and we're streaming live in the Burnout to All Out Facebook page. Morgan, I am, I, I was telling you before we jumped in, I'm just really, I, selfishly, I have questions I want to ask you, but I know that my audience is really excited to get to know you today too. So I'm going to start with just your bio. So for those who don't know you can quickly fall in love with you and then maybe go into a little bit of rapid fire questions. We really want to learn about your journey, about your journey into entrepreneurship, that leap of faith and where you're thriving now, not just surviving, but thriving. So you're the co-founder and COO of Burn Bootcamp. If you guys have not heard of Burn Bootcamp, you have your head in a hole somewhere. (laughs) Uh, So Morgan takes pride in the thriving business she's built alongside her husband, Devin. And Burn Bootcamp is helping women and families become healthier, more confident and empowered through the gateway of fitness. Burn Bootcamp has not only given Morgan the platform to share her passion for healthy living, but has also given her the confidence to achieve what she what she never thought was possible for herself. As a mother of three beautiful children, Morgan can relate to a lot of women and moms out there that have put themselves last, and I really want to get into talking about this today, in order to make sure everyone around them is taken care of. Morgan's goal is to help women feel confident, empowered, 
motivated and stronger than ever. So you, you've got an audience who really falls into that category for sure. Two things, I did a little digging myself. I wanted you guys to know this because Morgan and I actually live in the same hometown. She's in Charlotte and so am I. I was listening earlier today between 2012 and 2015. You started your first burn boot camp in Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And between 2012 and 2015, she and her husband developed five locations in Charlotte What's crazy now is that you guys have become a franchise mm-hmm. and you are recognized in the Inc. 5000 list as one of the top 500 at number 410. Like, yes. I know you have to be so proud of that, <laughs> right? Yes, it's a new accolade. So it feels good hearing other people see that. So thank yeah. you. It's incredible. I mean, it really is incredible. And I love your boot camp. Do you mind? I'm going to do a couple of rapid fire questions so we can right. all just get to know you. Yeah. Um, and then we'll kind of get you, get to, have you take us back to corporate life before burn? So rapid fire question, coffee, black with cream, cream and sugar or no coffee at all? With cream. Okay. All, got almond it. milk, almond milk. Creamer. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> perfect. All right. Wine, red, white bubbles or no wine at all? White or Prosecco is my yeah. choice. Got yep. it. Yep. Me too. I'm, I'm a Sauvignon Blanc girl. Although I like white with bubbles. All right. Workouts. Crack a dawn, midday, evening, or no work. Obviously, you're not a no workout girl, but what, so when do you work out? Midday. Midday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have found that's like my secret space, like sauce too. Yeah. Probably part of that is you, you're your own business owner now and mm-hmm. you can decide when you work out. Mm-hmm. I used to tell myself, I love working out at 5 a.m. Like I love like that early morning workout. And I realized it was actually just because it was the only time I could squeeze it in. Yeah. And now that I own my own business and I actually prefer a workout after coffee and food. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, I I honestly don't even have the choice right now to do a 5 a.m. workout because of I have a three-month-old at home yeah, and yeah. I'm up feeding him still. But the last five years of my life has been making babies. So <laughs> yeah. I've learned to be like a either a 10.30 or noon workout kind yeah. of girl. So. Yeah, I love that. And then it probably is less likely to get in the way. I know the thing I ran into a lot is that I would plan a 5 a.m. workout, but then the mm-hmm. baby would be up at like 4.55 because mm-hmm. I'm right. trying to get out the door. <laughs> so. Yeah, and if you don't plan it throughout the day, then you miss it if you miss yep. it at that one time. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh, so true. Okay, do you have any favorite quotes or mottos that you're just living by these days? Oh goodness, so many. Like I have books, bookmarks upon bookmarks of things saved in my Instagram that yeah, yeah. I should probably pull up because... I need, this is what I need to go to when I'm having like a, a kind of day, right? Yeah, and so yeah, it's yeah. not even one thing that I that I go by, but that's one of my favorite features of Instagram is when you're scrolling through and you see like a really good post that someone else did or yeah. a good quote, like I save it and then, you know, I go back to it. So I'm going to go oh. pull up and see what the first one is. Here's Here's what I love right now. Okay. If it's out of your hands, it deserves freedom from your mind too. Oh my goodness. So relevant. So relevant. If it's out of your hands, then it deserves freedom from your mind because so many things are out of our hands right now, (laughs) especially as a business owner. At least that's what I can relate to. I think that's my favorite right now. Oh my gosh. Yes. Wow. So, so relevant and so true. So true. Let's dive in. So I like selfishly just want to like get into your mind and get back to the Morgan who was in corporate. I was a corporate professional too. And so I've lived a little bit of what you've lived in the back in the corporate days of that 
security and predictability and kind of risk aversion. So bring us for everybody who doesn't know your backstory prior to being the COO of Burn, which is like a massive franchise now. Yeah. Take us back to corporate life. Where did Morgan start? Yes. So I grew up in, actually, I grew up in Battle Creek, Michigan. So that is the hometown of Kellogg's Corporation. Hmm. So cereal, Pop-Tarts, Eggo Waffles, right? I lived and breathed that my entire childhood. My grandpa worked at Kellogg's. That was always like the place to work if you wanted to have a good job. So Hmm. I went along high school, went into college, not far from my hometown, Western Michigan, and I got a food marketing degree and I interned at Kellogg's and I got a job right out of college as a sales representative. So mm-hmm. I interned at the headquarters and then I got an opportunity to move down to Naples, Florida and work in the field. Mm-hmm. And then I quickly got promoted up here to Charlotte, which is what brought my husband and I here. Mm-hmm. And I was a sales analyst on like a large Southern account here. Mm-hmm. And that was my mindset it was like, okay, I go to college, I get a really good job that has. 401k benefits, it's job security. And then I'm going to climb the corporate ladder. I'm going to keep getting promoted. And, and something stopped me in my tracks when we made it to Charlotte. And that was really my husband and his, his mission. So my husband is an ex professional baseball player. So when he was released from baseball, he dabbled in a couple of things from a, from a job uh, perspective. And he's like, no, I don't want to have a boss. I want to start my own business. Like I want to help people. I'm a personal trainer. Like he's such an athlete through and through. So that's always been a huge part of his life. Uh So when we got to Charlotte, he started in a parking lot and I was helping him mornings, nights, weekends. Anytime I wasn't working my corporate job, I was helping my, at the time, boyfriend really grow burn boot camp out of a parking lot because we didn't know anybody we didn't have money. We were 23 years old. No one was yeah. going to lease a building to us at that time. Right. But we didn't take any of those and use them as excuses to really go after. And at the time, it was his dream. Like it was his thing. I was going to keep making the money and climbing this corporate ladder. Well, there, you there were be- like you were like the stable, predictable thing, right? I was. Okay. I was. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And I was, I mean, there was a while we weren't making any money on his side of the, of the house. Right. So yeah. Yeah, it was me. And I was, like I said, we were doing everything together. It wasn't like this overnight, we had a big team and we had this business and no, it was him and I just hitting the streets and doing whatever we could to get a name for ourselves and really a name for Devin. And what did you do early on to market yourselves and kind of get, get a a network of, of, he would go to grocery stores and probably illegally solicit like people would be like, Hey, come work out with, with me for free. So what he did is he offered 45 days for free to work out with him. And he said, I'm going to get you results. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to build this community here in the, in the Charlotte area, in the Lake Norman area. And that's exactly what he did. So it really just started with a, a small group of women and we can get to the women piece in, in a minute here small group of women. And then he, that's what he did. He poured into them. He got them results. He shifted their mindset. And you know how women are when they see a product they like, they share it. And so word of mouth was the biggest thing that helped us take off. And of course, then we, back then it was big to do advertisements in the local newspaper. Okay. And he would email every single newscaster he could find their email. And he would say, Hey, I'm Devin Klein. I'm the best personal trainer in Charlotte. And you have me on your show. I would love to 
teach your, you know, viewers how to do an at-home workout. Yeah. So very, very early on, he was just guerrilla marketing, like yeah. going out there and and not being afraid to hear the word no. And what we would every weekend we would find some sort of expo and we'd put a banner up or boot camp and we would act and walk and talk like our company was the best out there, even though it might not have been, but it was to us. And so that's really the belief is what we had in the beginning. We didn't have all the shiny bells and whistles. We didn't have all these this money. We were basically living off my mid-salary income. And, you know, we were just getting really gritty. And but what we were doing is we were building a great group of people, a great community, yeah, and a great place that people wanted to be. Yeah. So well, and the one thing I heard you say, and actually my business coach, I actually just interviewed her last week and she's a mindset coach mm-hmm. and the belief piece that you just told Kayla, you know, Kayla Kraft. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so the mindset is everything, you yes. know, and what I'm hearing you say is like from the beginning, like you knew in your soul and you mm-hmm. believed that you mm-hmm. could, mm-hmm. and that is so huge in, yeah. in moving forward and executing a business. Yeah, I love that. It's it's so important. And I'll have to admit that Devin, and still to this day, he's the visionary of our business. He's the big dreamer. He's the one that sets these goals out there that scare me. But he's the one that really does that. And then I think over time, he's helped me believe that anything is possible. Because, you know, at first, I'm like, how are we going to do this? You know, but he had this just relentless belief. And when yeah. you when you can be around somebody like that, it, you don't really have a choice to think otherwise. And so he's our visionary of this company. And then I'm the one that's more of the operational mindset. How are we going to reach these goals? And so it's a beautiful marriage, literally. And it's important. So like, if you're going into business, even if it's just yourself, like, that's why it's so important to have like those coaches out there or a spouse that believes in you or a partner, a business partner that really complements maybe what you don't have yet. And then you guys can like, you know, learn off of each other, which has been really great for the last nine years with Devin and I. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And actually, I just finished the book Traction. I don't know if you've read that book, but yeah, we actually, that's the system that we use here at Burnt Bootcamp. Okay. Yeah. EOS model. So that's right. That's right. And um, I have, I've learned to figure out that I'm definitely the visionary. I'm like, Mm -hmm. and getting down into the logistics, like, it uh, sucks the energy out of me, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm still learning how to delegate. Like I think having an integrator in between, you're probably a master integrator. What an incredible marriage, like literally and business partnership. He thinks the big vision and you're able to execute on, you know, what he's thinking about, which is just, so t- yeah. talk to us about, yeah, so it always that shift. way. Right, yeah. so I'm working corporate he's building this business out of a parking lot. And soon enough, we've got like 150 clients that are paying him to work out in the parking lot. Okay, what parking how, lot were you hanging out in? So we were, you have 150 people in there. We were up in Lake Norman and okay. there was actually a gymnastics studio. So it was a big warehouse, a little bit off the beaten path. So it had okay. a big parking lot. And so okay. we actually, we sublet some space inside when gymnastics classes were not happening. Right. But then in the afternoons when then the, when the kids were in there for gymnastics, we take our camps outside. Wow. So okay. it was like the Adaptable. only way we could really afford to have like a brick and mortar, which right. it wasn't even our own brick and mortar. Right. Obviously fast forward a little bit of time, probably about six to nine months, we started to build that, that clientele and really feel secure about going out and trying to find a lease ourselves. 
long story short, we opened our first location in Huntersville, North Carolina. At the same time, we started replicating that same model in other parts of Charlotte. So we got to five locations, but those all started as sublease locations. So we started to build those small pockets of community around the Huntersville gym. And then when we built the clientele, we flipped it into brick and mortar. And that's when I found the opportunity and really had the mindset shift of, hey, I don't want to do this corporate thing anymore. Like I had such a conflict in my heart because while I thought my mom and my grandpa and everyone would be so disappointed in me for like leaving a safe job and going to follow Devin in this business, I knew that like I wasn't all in at this job at Kellogg's. And since I was helping Devin so much, I was seeing the impact that the positive impact at that, that I could have on other people if I truly followed my heart and my mission and what I was called to do. And so it was a, it was a tough decision, but it was one that I was like, okay, if, if everything fails with this business, like I'll go back and I'll work at Kellogg's or I'll go reapply for a corporate job. Like it's not going to be the end of the world, Morgan. You know, And I really had to talk myself up. But the day that I resigned at, at Kellogg's was really like the new chapter in my life that I'm so grateful for doing and taking that leap. Because while I think that, you know, entrepreneurship is not for everybody, finding something that you love to do is so important, even if it means you're working for somebody else. If you find a a company that has a mission that you believe in and that you can really stand behind, then that's the perfect marriage, right? And I no longer believed in selling Pop-Tarts to kids and sugary cereal and and bad food, to be honest. Like it wasn't, it it did not align with the other part of me that was trying to get people healthy and get moms healthy so then they could have kids, their kids be healthy, right? It all kind of starts through the mom, in our opinion, and spreads to the rest of the family, the exercise, the health, the mental well-being. So it was a huge conflict, Melissa, as you can imagine. And so I was like, you know what? I'm not all in anymore. I don't want to climb a ladder. I don't want to move around every 18 months. I don't want to continue to work hard at something that really doesn't align with my core values or, or my mission. So that's when I made the leap. And, you know, we, I was able to open my own gym. So Devin had his gym, I had my gym, and then we built three other gyms in the Charlotte area. And like 2015 was actually was about 2014. So only about two years after we started, people were coming to us and saying, I want to do this. Like, I want to bring a burn boot camp to this community. And it's changed my life so much that I want to go and and do this somewhere else. And so that's when we looked at each other and we were like, wow, like we've never thought about franchising that didn't even cross our minds. We just thought we would like kill it in the Charlotte area with these gyms, you know? Yeah. But that's like another pivotal moment that I will never forget when Dev and I were like, we can do this. We can dream bigger. If we have each other, if it fails, like, we will pivot, right? Like we will, we will figure this out. We got our franchise disclosure documents prepared. You know, again, we didn't have a lot of money in the big scheme of things. Like starting a franchise is very expensive, but Devin and I were determined to do it. So we got very resourceful. We learned as much as we possibly could ourselves. We reached out to people that, that have done it before. And we just tried to get so much information and we did it. And we, we officially became a franchise February 19th, 2015. And here we are five years later, 
We just opened 266 gyms. We're in 38 states and we are growing like crazy. So it really just goes to show that when you follow your passion, you don't know the path that you're going to, you know, be on. And, but, but that's the best thing about it all. And I don't know how I'm going to get to the next five year goal, but I know I'm going to get there. And so what's the the next five year goal? So in five years, we want to have 800 locations open. We want to be in every state. We want to be possibly international. We've got that on our dream board is to go international and be in another country, maybe even more. And and we have other goals. Really, it's it's more to elevate our franchise partners so they're making more money. So I think that's the biggest thing that we focus on is the people that have chosen to partner with us and represent Burn Boot Camp in their local communities we want to continue to help them make more money and get more clients and impact, impact, right. impact, impact their communities more because when they win, it all rose up and we all win and we all reach our goals. So. Oh my gosh, absolutely. So it sounds like to me, and I talk about this a lot, it's like that, that, that first step I know I took from corporate to stepping out of the realm and run, doing my own thing was probably one of the most terrifying things I've ever done, right? Yeah. And when I look back on it, I mean, I was terrified. And people ask all the time now, like, you've built multiple businesses, you're doing all this, when did you stop getting scared? And so this, this is part of my question for you is like, from my own experience, I've learned that you never stop wondering or having some level of fear of what's going to happen. But it's getting through each serial leap, of what it sounds like with you guys, with each serial leap of faith, and believing that on the other side, you're destined to become even more impact more. Yeah. Leap, you're more confident that it's almost like you can do it more. Like yeah. you just feel more confidence that you can do it, right? Yeah. Can you absolutely. talk about that because you were, you had those five gems, right? Yeah. It was that yep. first leap from corporate to joining mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, this baby of yours, now all of a sudden, you're going to make it a franchise. Mm-hmm. And how did you work through that mentally that like, I'm sure there were some fears there that like, is it going, are these other gems going to really display the the culture that, that yeah. we've put together and all that stuff? Absolutely. And fear of success, right? Like, so we have these five, but that, that a lot of people fear like the abundance of like, right. how do I manage the abundance? Right? Yeah. No. And there was a lot of times that it was crazy. Like it was, <laughs> I mean, yeah, the first leap was, Oh, you've had three kids in all of it, right? Yeah, I have. And that's what really blows my mind. But hopefully it also inspires people that you don't have to put your dreams on hold, you know, just because you want to have a family. But yeah, no, it was it was a big leap of faith to leave my job and just to leave that secure income. It was a big leap of faith to become a franchise, like you said, and really put our brand in other people's hands and other communities where you really hope and pray that they're going to represent you the way that you want to be represented because this is, you know, it is a family brand, right? And it is Devin and I, we show up like we're not someone just behind the scenes that are like people you don't know. Like a lot of the clients out in Burn Nation, like they know we're the founders because we go out and we meet them and we we're very involved in our business. And so that also means like when people are unhappy, they come to us. And because they're like, hey, like this location may not be doing what you want them to do, right? And so it's very personal. And and so that that's a lot of responsibility because at the end of the day, you don't want to let people down. 
and you don't want to be misrepresented. So it's a huge leap of faith for sure to go into scaling your business at this level. I think it's about surrounding yourself with the right team and the right people that understand what goes on in Devin and I's mind, because then as we're vetting people out to award a territory, we really want to make sure that they're aligned with the same things that we're aligned with. Their core values are aligned because otherwise we say no and we don't award it, you know, and I could be double the size that I am right now. If I said yes to every single person that came through our desk and said, we want to have a franchise, but we have to have that discipline to say, no, you're not going to be a good fit for this organization. And sorry, it's, it's not about the money first. It's about the, the culture and the community and the impact. And so if you find the wrong people to partner with, and I mean that in like your employees in you know, your clients in your franchise partners, in my case, the people that you surround yourself with, if they're not aligning with you, you've got to be able to cut it and remove it and say, thank you, but we're moving on and we're not going to, we're not going to do this together. So I think that's the biggest thing that's helped us overcome, you know, those fears of what if is to really be disciplined in who you give a a unit to and who you award a territory to. So I think that's one thing that has really helped us. But, you know, you you know this in entrepreneurship, the problems never go away. Okay, like never go away. They just get better and better and better problems. Right. They get And they get bigger too. I'm not going to lie. The problems get bigger. But like you said, once you've, you know, trained yourself to overcome some of the small problems, which at the time, guys, they're going to feel very big. Mm -hmm. But once you've gotten through them and you've, you know, built that confidence and you've gotten to the other side and you've looked back and you've said, okay, I did it. Like, I was so scared. I thought the worst thing was going to happen, but I overcame it. I showed up. I dealt with the problem head on. I figured out solutions and now it's behind me. And then you do that enough times with that confidence. And now you're like, okay, bring it on. Like there's nothing that that's going to stop me. Right. And I love what you said. You've said it a couple of times and it's a motto I tell my team all the time. And it's what's the best that can happen. Instead of taking the mentality of what's the worst that can happen, Mm -hmm. why not ask yourself what's the best that can happen? Because, you know, what the thoughts in your mind become words and the words become actions, right? So absolutely. I love that mindset. So speaking of, so in a minute, I really want to dig into this whole like taking care of yourself first from a mom, Mm -hmm. from a business standpoint. Like I really want to dig into this because it's something I've, I've gotten really close to lately myself. But before we do that, so with all this growth, your personal growth, Devin's personal growth, professional growth, you know, leaps and fates and creating more confidence in the experiences you're going through. Did you guys in any process or even now, do you have business coaches? Have you, have you guys sought out experts to help you grow and scale or have you just white knuckled it all the way through? So Devin and I invested pretty early on into a lot of Tony Robbins stuff. Yeah. We've attended three conferences with each other, the business mastery. And I would say those have, that, that was very important for us to go like let somebody else speak life into us because when you are an entrepreneur and when you kind of I don't want to say like at the top by any means but like when you're a leader Mm -hmm. it gets lonely 
It gets very lonely. And if you don't have somebody that's pouring into you, because every day you're pouring into everybody else in your team and your business. And so pouring into you. So although Tony wasn't a, like a business, a one-on-one coach for us, like we really grabbed onto a lot of Tony Robbins business mastery stuff to help us get through those first couple years of business. And then Devin's in a YPO group, which is young president. So he's with other people, mostly men that, you know, are older than him that can mentor him. And then for me, to be completely honest, like I've never had a one-on-one coach, but I've had really, really great people in my life that Mm -hmm. are also business owners that I can like lean on and call them and be like, listen, I'm going through a hard time right now. Like talk me off this ledge. Right. Right. But I think it's absolutely so important to, to have someone that you, that can pour into you and that you can really just be a hundred percent you because you can't vent to your employees. You know, you you have to put on a a very tough exterior sometimes because you don't want people to think you're rattled or that you aren't confident. Right. Right. But we all feel that way. Sometimes we all have those moments of weakness where we're like, shoot, can I do this? Like, and that's when you need to call somebody, whether it's your coach, your best friend, your mom, your sister, a mentor of yours, you've got to find those people that oh you my gosh. can vent to. So it's so true just to have just the network that I'm sure your support network that you have, like Kayla, I'm in her mastermind. So I've got like 18 other women mm-hmm. that are just, you know, trying to grow and scale and at, at a certain level that we're able to share ideas. And it sounds like you have peers just like that. Yeah. And I have found that to be priceless because it's yeah. like, it raises your own expectation of yourself when you mm-hmm. surround yourself with people who expect more and do more, you know? Yeah. And that's awesome. I love Tony Robbins. I was supposed to go to an event in March and it was obviously canceled, but um, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think I learned so much from him at a foundational level that I, I recommended it to a lot of people that were starting a business because he's just so straight to the point and he really gives you great tools as well. So, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I'm a big podcast junkie, you know, yeah. I'm, Self-development is very important. So I try to squeeze it in as much as I can. My free time is pretty limited these days. But the great thing about podcasts and and books is that you can listen to them in the car on your way to work. Well, and I have a Bluetooth speaker and I listen to it on days when I am washing and shaving, like washing my hair and shaving my legs. I can get a whole episode. (laughs) All right. Chances are, if you're listening to my podcast today, you are a social seller of some aspect. You're in business, you're online somehow. Do you want to find more business builders in less time to 10X your business without playing the daily Instagram and Facebook game? Are you tired of being on the hunt daily for new customers of your product to then try to bait and switch them? You know what I'm talking about. To be interested in building a business with you. I have been there. The biggest mistake I see that slows down the expansion and stability of a social seller's business is that they spend way too much time recruiting on media for consumption of their company's products and way too little time in direct conversations with like-minded professionals that would love to actually hear about the business opportunity at hand. I then see so many painstakingly trying to drag customers through the sand to catch the vision of a business model that the consumer has no interest in, wasting time and getting burnt out. Can you relate? If you know my story, you know I've been there and since cracked the code and now drive a highly profitable social selling business 100% 
off of LinkedIn. Imagine finding with ease customers highly motivated for what services you have to offer to grow them, their business, or to become a business partner with you. That's what you will hear from my students who've gone through my previous LinkedIn method trainings. You don't have to look far. I am so excited for the birth of my brand new academy that has been built out based off of the success and the feedback of my previous students who graduated from my programs. So introducing to you the LinkedIn Method Academy. In this six-month academy, you will learn to become a business recruiting master on LinkedIn to 10x your business, transform how you brand yourself as the business owner that you are, and master attraction marketing that results in prospects begging to get into your calendar to learn more about what you have to offer. The LinkedIn Method Academy is a first of its kind. It's an ick free social sellers recruiting method dream. We take away all the spammy tactics that you've been taught on Insta and Facebook. And I teach you how to position yourself as the professional business owner that you are. I teach you how to professionally build your business brand, create an ideal network and pipeline generation that creates massive momentum and a funnel of weekly calls with viable, motivated humans who are eager to learn more about what you have to offer. It's high touch coaching, on-demand learning vault that's uniquely customized to meet you exactly where you are on your LinkedIn journey. And we have a dynamic Facebook community with ongoing live training, performance labs and workshops, and hot seat coaching to support your six-month journey to owning LinkedIn. You also get assigned a personal concierge who will stay with you through the entire program to support you and hold you accountable. Did I mention that there'll also be polished top selling social sellers who went before you and are now mentors to share best practices and give feedback in the academy? Guys, this is unprecedented and peerless. There's nothing else out there like this. Think immersion in a community that is the utmost professional and results driven that will help raise your own bar of performance along the way. Do I have your curiosity? Come check out our free five-day LinkedIn method workshop streaming live on our Facebook page, Burnt Out to All Out. Starting October 19th, we'll be kicking off a five-day workshop completely free with tips and tricks. Now, if you're just eager to get started and enroll today, you don't want to wait, go to our academy. Go to www.livethefreelife.co, www.livethefreelife.co. Enroll by October 25th and save 20% as an early bird. Now there's limited seats. I'm doing that on purpose. I want to keep it high vibe and high touch. All right. So what are you doing in these final months of 2020 to create your trajectory for 2021? If you're looking to 10x your lead generation for business in 2021 through a step-by-step process of proven methods, condensing time and driving results, you found the right home. I hope to see you in the Academy. I love this. Okay, so where I want to go next. And so for those of you who catch this on the podcast, you're not you're not seeing that Morgan is actually at her gym, like literally popping in like she's at she's she's at work. Like this is what she was saying by living and and breathing what she does. So we really appreciate you popping in here. So I really want to get into the whole I, I use the analogy, the oxygen mask, like when you're on an airplane, like mm-hmm. the, the instructions are always that you put the oxygen on first, right? Yep. And then you're able to then take care of those around you, right? And mm-hmm. uh, But I feel like, especially a lot of budding entrepreneurs who are going to be watching this podcast, watching the live stream, they're juggling a day job and they're trying to start up something new on the side around their kids 
Or maybe they've left the nine to five and they're in the throes early on of really growing and scaling their own business. And mm -hmm. I even personally have fallen victim of this myself over the past couple of months of, you know, my business growing in quantum leaps that I wasn't, I like literally was not ready for what was mm -hmm. about to happen. I had no idea it was going to quadruple in a month, right? And you catch yourself as an entrepreneur in the midst of opportunity. And I'm sure you've run into this and you have, it's hard to practice what you preach, but like, you know, there's only so many hours in a day. And yeah. I found myself in the midst of that momentum, working longer hours at night when I would wake up in the morning, it's like, oh, do I work out or do I like catch up on some stuff? And like mm -hmm. very quickly, you know, you can eat into your own personal oh, yeah. time. Yeah. And I've been working really hard on this recently. And I really want to hone in and, and have this dynamic conversation around women specifically. And hopefully I don't offend any women about this. I'm speaking from the heart myself. I feel like we, me personally, it's almost like you feel guilty choosing to take care of yourself and put your kids, like for instance, working out first thing in the morning and letting your husband get the kids ready or pack their whatever, help them. Like there's like this guilt from a mom perspective in the midst of my launch right now, I've got a great coach who's telling me like she literally have forces us to block recovery, like recovery time in our calendars, right after I'm going to be doing a huge launch in October. And we, I literally have to take two days off the yeah. day after. And I've been forced to, to put block in time in my calendar in the midst of all of it to get massages, to make mm -hmm. sure nutrition is being delivered to my house. And there's this like mom guilt. And I know you're laughing because there's like, when I, there's this mom guilt for me. And I don't want to speak for everyone, but on the outside, I'm like, are other mothers looking and judging at me that like from three to four yesterday, I had a massage before I picked my kids up from Montessori. I have organic vegan food delivered to my house right now. And someone does my laundry because energetically, and I've, I've finally gotten to this place and I want you to really speak on this, but I've finally, I've gotten to this place of getting rid of that guilt that energetically I am a better mother when I pick my child up at four o'clock and I spend an hour getting that massage mm -hmm. and I made sure to get my hot yoga in that morning and I am nourishing myself to the T so that energetically, physically, mentally, that I can give my best to my business, give my best to my kids and show up as a better spouse. Yeah. But on the outside looking in, you know, even, you know, I'll hear people, I, I get comments from people, you're, you get food delivered or like somebody does your laundry. And I'm like, well, you know, my husband doesn't do it. There's this like patriarchy of like yeah. women do way more throughout the day than men yeah. ever do. And I yeah. like, God love you guys who are watching this. But the reality <laughs> is like we put so much pressure on ourselves and then we wonder why we end up in adrenal crisis. Totally. And depressed and not feeling well. So anyway, all of that, I'm going to turn it over to you. <laughs> I mean, I can't even agree more. It's, it's something that it's not just you and it's not just me. I've worked with thousands of women at, you know, through burn boot camp. And, and that is why I think our program has been so successful because we pour into that mindset of taking care of your, first is the best thing that you can do for everybody around you. Mm -hmm. And so it's that 45 minutes of, Hey, the phone goes over in the cubby. It's you versus you. We're not, we don't have mirrors in our gym. We're not looking at ourselves and, and cutting ourselves down and competing with other women. This is time to pour into you and get that, that mental, you know, release that you need for 45 minutes. So whether that's a workout, whether that's a massage, whether it's just alone time, whether it's a walk, like we all absolutely deserve that. Because like you said, women take on 
not even more of a physical load than most men do, but a mental load. Like who's doing the appointments for the kids? Who's making sure that they have a ride home from X, Y, and Z? Who's making sure that, you know, the laundry's done and the food's done and the groceries and Hey, we have to get the HVAC looked at. Like, I need to call somebody. Like, that's all how it is. All the paperwork for school right now. You know, everything, everything right? <laughs> and then, oh my God, that's a great point. Like, now who's the primary caregivers right now for kids to, you know, be in school and be? I know in North Carolina, they're not in school. So now we're adding a level of, yeah, you have to teach your kids school or make sure they get logged in. And, and, and yes, I know that there's men out there that are doing it, but the majority of it's falling on a woman. And so it's very, very easy because it's unnatural for us to take care of ourselves first. It's just some bone in our body that's like, I'm a mom, I'm a nurturer. I need to make sure I'm you know, there for my husband, for my kids, for everybody that's around me. But we will deplete so quickly. And I'm guilty of it too. Like yeah. I'll go ups and downs of like really taking care of myself. And so- what I do, and I love, I love what your coach gave you that advice of like blocking. I'm a huge calendar person. Yeah. So like I worked out at 1030 to 1115 right before we hopped on this podcast. And it, honestly, Melissa, last night I was like, maybe I shouldn't do it and like do my hair and like, you know, like then yeah. it, I won't, I won't look sweaty when I get on this podcast. And then I was like, wait a minute. No, like this is the only time that I have to work out and I want to do it because I've said no two other times this week, which, you know, so it's like, you have to really learn to say no to the things that you should not be doing. Like, I love what, and my husband, he's great at this. No, I'm not doing the lawn. I'm going to hire somebody. No, I'm not cleaning the pool. I'm going to hire somebody. But for some reason, when it's a female duty, we feel so bad hiring out. And I had to get over that very quickly because yeah. I had to realize, listen, I have 24 hours in a day. I have three children. I have a business to run. I have a house to to take care of. Yes. What am I doing that could give me that hour back to either work more and be more productive, spend more time, more undivided time with my children or my spouse, right? Yeah. And so you have to look and see what else could somebody do? And I know that you've the budget, right? You've, you're spending money, but- the hour that it would take me to do all my laundry, I could be working and making money or I could be spending the time with my kids that fills up something in me that allows me to do better at my job tomorrow. You know, so you have got to learn to a make time for yourself on your calendar. So I put all my workouts on the calendar and therefore I don't schedule meetings. People, you know, that look at my calendar. No, I can't. Morgan's not gonna be available at this time. Schedule your, your workouts or your, your self-care, whatever that is. And then learn to say no. Oh my my gosh. Learn to say no. That was one of the things I just, uh, I just recorded episode two, which was all about like what, what you've learned through disruption this year. And that's the one thing is when you're really, when push comes to shove and in a chaos, like we're in right now, like you have to focus on. I call it trimming the fat and like getting rid of toxic relationships and being able like there, you have to be able to say no and mm-hmm. focus on what you can control. And I just, I love, I love everything you're saying about this. And it's just, it's so true. I, you're just, and just you and other people hearing you say that, I hope it's inspiring other people that yeah. give yourself permission and don't judge those other women that are actually, you know, outsourcing right now. And I think yeah. maybe that's part of the mentality is why do you feel uncomfortable doing that? Is that because 
in, in your deep psyche, you're actually judging like what others, you know, right? Like sometimes it's our deepest self or right. being hypocrites about it, right? Right. So I just, I love that. And like some of my private clients that I coach, Morgan, like they're very new in to building like a network marketing business. And it's a side business so around their day job and they're bringing in an income. And I'm constantly telling them like, take some of the income you're making that you weren't mm-hmm. expecting in the first place mm-hmm. and reinvest it in places that do not give you joy, whether it's yep. the laundry, right? You can pay someone $15 an hour yep. to do your laundry, literally. Yep. And I don't care. It doesn't matter what business you're in. You can you can find a way to make an extra $15 to $30, right? Mm-hmm. To, instead of keep, give back into the economy. It's an energetic exchange to someone who yep. can do it better and you're faster right. than you so that you get that hour or two back to be with your kids or working mm-hmm. on what gives you joy, right? And I love that you said that because- I used to feel so guilty and ashamed that I was paying for someone to come over and cook meals for me and do my laundry. But then I was like, wait a minute, I'm providing income for somebody else like right. to, and that could be, that could mean a lot to them. Right? right. And so I think that's a good way to frame it is really like, don't, don't feel guilty. Don't feel bougie because you're doing something that's giving you time back when also in turn, you know, you're helping somebody else out. So mm-hmm. I love that. And I want to say too, you know, in the beginning, you, you've spoke a couple of times about like some, some people, it's this side job, right? They still have that full-time job. When Devin and I were 23, all the way really until now, to be honest, like we don't really go out on the weekends and do like a ton of social stuff. Like that's one sacrifice that we made early on because we were like, A, it doesn't align with our lifestyle right now is going and drinking all night and being hung over the next day and not feeling the top of your game. Now, of course, we have kids. So it's like a big special treat if we go out because we have to find a babysitter. But it's really that's what when I say saying no to things like that's another thing that some of us need to say no to is all the extracurricular stuff that we're doing. And And maybe it's just because it's been such a habit for you to like go out and do drinks. But think about, is this bringing value to my life? And I, and that sounds kind of in to say like, is that person bringing value to my life? But it's true. Like if you're sitting down at dinner on a Friday night with another couple and all they're doing is maybe complaining and being negative or not getting along yeah, or like, it's just not like bringing life into you. Like those are the things that you say like no to next time they ask you. And it's, Listen, it's not like a I'm better than you thing. It's just like, hey, I have different priorities right now. And so I think that's what's so hard for a lot of people to do. And that's when they feel that overwhelm is when they're saying yes to so many things and so many people that they now have left no time for themselves or no time for their spouse or no time for their kids. And they feel very unbalanced. Yes. Oh my gosh. So true. One last thing on this that I've had the self-reflection on, especially now that we're hitting fall, I've got three kids too. And I think back to this time last year and we had two different soccer practices. We had gymnastics two days a week and I was schlepping around a two-year-old in diapers, like along with all the activities and, you know, running my business. Right. Like now we're, the kids aren't in those activities. And it's like, we have more quality time at the dinner table, like, and Mm -hmm. playing things like Yahtzee and hide and go seek and like realizing just different things. My kids love that we never had time to stop and discover as a family before because we were, we were overbooked. Yeah. Creates exhaustion. Right. It does. does. And I think that's been the silver lining of, of all of this 
pandemic is we have really been able to look and see what are the priorities and what do I not want to put back into my life when things start to open back up. And now is the time to cleanse, right? Now is the time to cleanse. And my husband said this to me the other day. He's like, you know, when you cleanse your body really hard and you scrub and it hurts, sometimes it hurts, but you need it every once in a while, right? You need to get that dead skin off. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, that's a good analogy. But this is the perfect time, in my opinion, to, to cleanse and to prioritize and to, to really like one exercise that I believe very much in is visualizing your perfect day. And I think this might have been a Tony Robbins exercise, but like visualize your perfect day and then really sit down. And if you had no restrictions, money wasn't an issue, no boundaries, what would your perfect day look like? When you wake up, what happens? When mid-morning, what happens? Lunchtime. And really go through and think about what would that look like? And what what's the value in the and the feelings I get out of that perfect day? And while you may not be able to get there tomorrow, you can visualize what a perfect day looks like and you've actually put it down on paper. And then you can say, okay, where am I now? And where do I want to be? And what's getting in my way? And that's, that's a good exercise. If if you're listening to start saying, okay, this is what's getting in my way. And this is what I need to say no to, whether it's the laundry, whether it's, you're not scheduling your workouts, whether it's, you're not having time for yourself, whether it's you're eating poorly. So what are the things that are getting into the way of your perfect day? And then how can you get closer and closer and closer and closer to that? So that's something I'd like to do like once a year at minimum, because it's going to change. Your perfect day is going to change and things are going to evolve and you're going to have a baby and things, you know, like, like things change, right? So don't think that it, you're stuck on it, but it's just yeah. good to sit down and dream and dream yeah. about what would that look like and, and how can I get closer to that? Oh, I love that. I love that. So everybody, make sure you sit down and take some time to do that. And hearing yeah. from someone like Morgan, who's been able to literally make it happen. Well, what I'd love to close out on, speaking of perfect days, is, and I know you've got a baby, so things have changed a little bit. I, I believe me, I know, like routines change when there's a little one in the house. Yeah. But I'm sure a lot of people are curious, what does Morgan's routine look like? CEO of Burn Boot Camp, mom of three. Like, what is your daily routine? Do you have a self-care process? And how do you pour into yourself? What does it look like for such a busy mom? Yeah, I would say right now, the the best part of self-care for me has either been the workouts and getting back into the gym. North Carolina just was able to reopen their gyms, which is crazy, but we've been able to get back into the gym at you know limited capacity. So for me, I've, I've been committing to four workouts a week. And before that, before I could really work out, my self-care was having my two girlfriends over and just for an hour and just talking to them and putting my phone away and really just having some time with, with them and to speak, you know, life into me and pour into me a little bit as a new mom. But a a day for me really is I get up, I try to get before the kids. That's that's a perfect world, but it doesn't always happen if they're up early for some reason up before the kids get to school. My daughter goes to a half day preschool and my son goes a couple days a week. So sometimes I'm taking them and then I get into the office now for a couple hours and I really just head down, focus on my work. I've got an excellent nanny that has been a part of our family for four years. She helps me with the little one. My son's three months old. So I'm working a couple days a week and I'm getting in and I'm really feeling that almost is self-care for me, yes. especially after like maternity leave and quarantine. Yeah. Um, just getting I out is, of the house. Just getting out of the house is like self-care to me and just being around other people right. and being able to like really get back into doing what I love. 
and then go home. And Devin and I both block off on our calendar time with our family. So this is when the cell phones go away and we just pour into our children as a family, even if it's just an hour, which I know I sometimes feel embarrassed to say that, but because some people do like way more time than that with their family, but it's intentional. Yeah, It's intentional. And so it's not where I'm looking at my phone and following up on emails and, you know, looking on Instagram and scrolling it's with my kids. And so that's something we really try to hold each other accountable on. And when we see each other picking up a phone, we're like, put it away. And then kids in bed and it's either time with Devin or it's open my computer back up and and work a little bit more. And again, you guys, that's all about choice. That's a choice that I make, you know, because you're, you're a lifestyle entrepreneur. You've, you've built this lifestyle and you work it around your family, right? I do. And that's why like, you know, if I want to leave a little, you know, do something in the afternoon with my kids or myself, then I pick up work at a non-traditional time late at night. I am the same way. And I think that's what, that's what you have to do. You have to have fluidity in your schedule, flexibility, weekends. Don't be afraid to work a little on the weekends if it gets you caught up so you can do something during the week that is important to you. Yes. I'm a big calendar person. I look at my week on a Sunday and I schedule things out and, and that way I feel very, very organized. Oh yeah, absolutely. And revisiting and reassessing the calendar. I love that. I'm the same. I am the exact same. My, my support team knows from three 30 to eight 30 PM, I am not available. I, yeah. I am with my kids and I, I put my phone down, but at 8.30, after everybody's asleep, especially if it's a night where my husband's playing tennis, yeah. I might get right back onto my passion, which is my paycheck. And I'm, I may be working on my business, but it's by choice, right? Yeah. yeah, I love this. Well, awesome. So Morgan, where can everybody find you? I know you have your own podcast. Yes, so I do. find you for inspiration? Yep. So my podcast is Coffee and Kettlebells and Instagram on morgan.a.klein. And also on Facebook, you can find me if you just search Morgan Klein. And my, my Coffee and Kettlebells page will also come up as well. So. Yay. Awesome. So I always ask my guests before we wrap up, because this is the Burnout to All Out podcast, what is your final piece of advice or nugget of inspiration for that budding entrepreneur that Morgan at 23 thinking about looking over the fence, thinking about freedom, thinking about being taking a risk, right? Like, what is your your piece of advice or encouragement to go all out? (sighs) That's I mean, I would say, know your core values, know your pure intent in your heart, and don't waver from it. And when feel like you're questioning yourself or maybe that there's a lot of noise around you, always come back to that mission, always come back to that core value. And if your intent is still very pure and good, you are on the right path if it feels right. And I think there's a lot of distractions in the world, whether it's judgment, whether it's gossip, whether it's people that, you know, just don't support you. But if you can come to that that every night and know that the reason that you're doing this is because it's what you're meant to do, it will help you to keep going when things get really, really tough. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Stay grounded. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you, Morgan, for joining us. Yes, um, absolutely. This was awesome. And everybody go find me. Yeah, everybody go find Morgan. And if you haven't checked out a burn boot camp, they're open in North Carolina. Go check them out. They're amazing. And I love the 45 minute workouts. They're not too long. They're not too short. 
They've got, they're offered like, you know, frequently they're perfect yep. for, for any busy mom. Yeah. And we have free child watch, which, which some locations can't fully do right now just because of the capacity restraints, but hopefully that will end very soon. So yeah, go check us out. Burnbootcamp.com. We've got 266 locations, so you can easily search one that's near you. Yay. Awesome. Thank you so much. Talk to you later. Thanks for listening to the burnout to all out podcast for free resources, materials, or information on my coaching services. Go ahead over to live the free life.co that's live the free life.co or check out our Facebook community at burnout to all out and make sure you follow burnout to all out on Spotify and subscribe to iTunes. And it would truly mean the world to me if you paused for just a second gave me that five-star review of the show and be sure to share this episode with any burnouts you think would be inspired to go all out after hearing this episode.